Hi, and welcome to another episode of Retalk, where we dive deep into the reduce, reuse, recycle culture, and give you personal stories of people striving to live a sustainable lifestyle. My name is Matthias. I'm a Rethink Ambassador, and I will be your host for this podcast. Joining me today is Blythe Couture, a Sorbonne University student and a major in Geography and Urban Planning. Welcome, Blythe. Thank you. To kick us off, I would like to ask you about if, if there's any personal story that got you into being interested in the environment and, the, and sustainability? Um, I think I was always very interested in the environment from a young age, especially growing up in England, where it's such a, a large part of our culture is enforcing sustainability. Um, we always were talking about recycling, reduce, reuse, recycle, those kinds of things. And uh, growing up, my grandma had the nickname <coughs> Miss Recyclina. So I was always brought up to kind of try to encourage those kinds of uh, habits in my lifestyle. And then moving to the UAE, uh, I really saw how sustainability isn't necessarily a huge topic of discussion. And I found it so interesting that people are so oblivious and naive to the, the threats of, towards the, the earth that um, I really thought it was important for myself to start making more uh, changes as little as they may be towards sustainability in a hope to have an effect on the people around me. That's great. So you basically got to experience the two ends of the spectrum, one being the very high intensity recycling and emphasis on the environment to then moving to the UAE where basically no one uh, cared at that time, right? Yeah, yeah. It was like, it was really interesting, honestly, because uh, like I said, for example, in England, we have different bins for everything. Like we have a bin for glass, a bin for cardboard, a bin for food waste, and each bin goes out on a different day. Whereas here, it's just like one huge bin that your road will all share and none of it is is separated in, so it can be recycled. So it was like a very big cultural shock in terms of sustainability and uh, methods of uh, environmental issues and stuff like that. So yeah, it was it was definitely a shock. And as you say, it was like seeing both ends of the spectrum on sustainability in the three R's. Yeah, I have to say, I was also shocked when I came here a month ago and I, I was used to recycling everything. And exactly as you said, the different bins go out on different days and the people are used to going in the grocery stores with their own grocery bags and their mindsets are basically may, way more um, environmentally centered. Whereas here, there's just one bin. They just asked us to to separate the plastic bottles. That nothing really happens with that. So I was I was very shocked. The the, the comparison between the Czech Republic and I guess the same with the, with England versus the UAE. Yeah, but overall, I think Sorbonne is trying to to go forth with the more sustainable policies. For example, with the recycling bins in the cafeteria. However, I think there certainly is some more room for for improvement. What do you think about that? I think as a country as a whole, the UAE is trying to take bigger steps towards sustainability in an attempt to support the environment. I mean, if you look at the case of renewable energies, I think potentially worldwide, they have some of the, the biggest renewable energy companies um, available. Like look at the, there's a solar panel park in Mazdar and they're developing the solar city. And, and I, I do think that they are trying their hardest as a country to to kind of catapult sustainability and enforce it within the, the community. But 
in terms of Saban, I genuinely believe that a lot more could be done. I, I, I still find it shocking how much uh, tuition is, is and how little is really pumped into that kind of narrative of sustainability, you know, in such a wasteful environment as well. Like uh, if you go to the canteen, you have so many plastic cutleries, a bag is given for every order. The cups are all plastic. There's plastic straws. There's no alternative but to have these options. And so students are neglectful and wasteful and professors also. Um, and so I think Sabon could make much more of an effort to towards sustainability and even advertising it. It's, it's not very well advertised. I mean, they have the environmental committee on the student council, but again, not a lot of emphasis is put on that. Um, which is why I'm, I'm very glad to be the head of the environmental committee this year, because I would really like to try to raise more awareness around environmental issues as a whole, uh, but particularly within Sabon, because I think much more can be done uh, towards uh, the environmental issue that we're facing as a, as a, as a planet, really. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll definitely come back to your role in the environmental committee. I just want to touch briefly on what you said in the canteen. So basically, there are five to, to seven pieces, depending on what you eat, of plastic per meal per person in the in the canteen. And that includes uh, plastic cutlery, where there are three pieces every time you can choose to, to get less, which is packaged in a plastic uh, uh, packaging. You get a bag with that you get a lid of plastic, you get some plastic packaging for the sandwiches. If you if you choose to, to get some, you can get plastic, you can get salad in plastic. And even, even like plates, they're always from plastic. And I was surprised to see that. I thought it might be because of COVID. But then again, um, I'm not really sure why is that such a big problem to, to just get, you know, stainless steel or something like that and wash that versus buying single use for, for every person. No, I, I completely agree. I mean, there's so many alternatives out there aside from plastics. I mean, even if it is a case of COVID, which I'm sure at this point in, in the COVID timeline, it's not a big issue to have stainless steel. I've seen so many places start to use that again. But there's also other alternatives. They could 100% invest in pay, uh, like the wood cutlery, which is probably also cheaper in production. Um, but it's not even that. It's the fact that you're not given the choice of having the cutlery. You're just given it. You know, the, the staff will give you like three pieces of cutlery uh, for one sandwich because they see you with two other people. And then, you know, when there's somebody who doesn't understand the concept of that single use plastic has such a detrimental effect on the environment, they will just throw it away in a very wasteful manner without really calculating what they're throwing away. And I think, if anything, there should be alternatives given to us the option to choose for example they can endorse small local businesses like rethink or shift eco uh, and sell their products on campus such as the reusable straws the bamboo cutlery or even the reusable coffee cups and uh, water bottles uh, because i think if they're not even giving the option for sustainability how can they expect students to be aware and to create changes in their lives i mean students spend most of their time on campus during the day so it's it's really there where we have to try and uh, create the focus. Uh, and like you said, with the lack of recycling bins on campus as well, it means that that single use plastic is being uh, thrown away uh, in very wasteful and harmful ways, such as just littering, which is really sad.
it's really sad to see such a prestigious campus have such a, a low view on, on environmentalism as a whole. Anyway, it's also it's also quite questionable that the country as a whole invests so much into reusable energy, as you mentioned, on one hand, and on the other hand, it's negligible of, of all the single-use plastic that, that, that they produce and that they use. But moving on to your role in the Environmental Council, what would you what, what are your plans for this semester or maybe even even further than that? Do you have anything spe- specific in mind to, to combat this? I think that the, the main goal for me as the head of the committee this year is most definitely to be pushing the awareness of environmentalism. It's difficult to, to you know, uh, I don't know, for, not force people, but it's difficult to encourage masses of students to do one thing uh, from such a small committee. So I think the the foundation of my plans is to definitely uh, create buzz around the environmental committee, make it seem like it's, you know, it's a, I don't know, it sounds so cringy, but like a cool place to, to be and to listen to. Um, and then from that, I, I think going off of the Rethink and Shift Eco's uh, slogan of like small changes uh, make big differences uh making you know like habits that we can upload onto the instagram that are just small but they make a difference and making sure that people understand that even the tiniest dif- uh, different the tiniest change makes a large difference and it, it's not about we're not asking them like oh you need to be a hippie and just have bamboo everything and not do any of this and carry tote bags etc it's about making tiny little changes as tiny as people want it to be as just making sure that you separate your packaging you know in your food food packages before you throw them away or making that effort to recycle or reuse different things um i think students need it to be relatable content so i think definitely my main uh, goal for this year uh, on the committee is to uh, enforce strong social media presence and use that as a gateway to get through to to the students with relatable content. And then going from that, creating fun projects to do with uh, recycling and reusing, such as DIY tips or workshops where we can learn how to make things, which I think is something also similar done with the Rethink program. And so I would also really like to collaborate with Rethink uh, as well, also as an ambassador, so that then it's a crossover between the two and it, you know, it helps a small local business and it uses their their ingenious ideas of DIY and certain things uh, and instills it in students, which I think students is the key demographic to combating environmentalism because, you know, students have, we're the future, I guess, in a way. So it's important that we understand the risks and the the effects that we're having. I agree. And it's also the fact that we are, I think, more likely to change than the older generations. So if even we cannot change, then it would be very hard for the older generations to do, to do that as well. But I would love to, to see Rethink and Shift Eco products being more permeated throughout uh, Sorbonne. That'd be great. But from what you said, it seems to me that mostly for now it's awareness uh, because also maybe because of COVID, you are limited and social media provides a great tool to spread awareness even uh, during COVID because you can't make any pop stands or something like that. And then later on, maybe some recycling activities and and others. Tying to that, I guess it's also important that you as the individuals in the committee have strong environmental habits. Could you talk about that for you as well? Uh, Yeah, I mean, 
in all honesty, I wasn't given the choice of my committee. I wasn't even shown the applicants. Uh, it was chosen for me and I'm not sure entirely by who, uh, which I was quite upset about because there was no really formal introductions um, to make sure that the people applying are in fact uh, passionate about this. Because a lot of the time, especially in, in student environments, you'll find that people will join these committees on the basis of, oh, it's going to make my CV look great. And I think that's fine. Uh, but, you know, you have to put in the effort and environmental committee is not just about, you know, oh, my CV will look great. We don't have to do anything like it was last year. Now it's like, OK, well, we actually do need to try and do something because there's all these issues to address. And it's not just a committee to help your CV look good. It's a committee to help the planet that we're living in. So I would like to think that the committee that's been chosen for me uh, will be a good committee and will be dedicated to making an impact in Sabon. Um, but unfortunately, I can't make that promise. Uh, but no, we'll have to see how it goes. It will be interesting. Uh, and again, because it's the Environmental Committee, there's, you know, there's people don't take it seriously. They think it's kind of a farce. Uh, but this year will be a time for change to make people realize actually do you know what the, the environmental committee they they've tried to make changes they've made these changes and next year they can do this better and so it's an exciting time for the student council and the environmental committee definitely yes 100 percent. and uh so you're, you're studying geography and urban planning that to me sounds like you are going to want to be very much involved in the environment where uh, even in your employment specifically maybe uh, could you tell us a little bit more about how how environmental sustainability ties to urban planning sure so urban planning is all about uh, planning a city in a sustainable way honestly so we look at how to map out a city in a way that is um it's the best for everybody there uh, so sometimes uh, urban planning will branch out into different sectors, such as like uh, sustainable engineering, for example, or if we look at the geography aspect, uh, we study about renewable energies. Uh, so and the production of that and how it's created and its benefits, as well as something that is very much overlooked. When we talk about environmentalism, everyone thinks, oh, it's just the trees or it's just the sea or it's just this but actually a large part of environmentalism is population and the dynamics of that uh, because you know having a big population it has huge effects uh, on the the carbon emissions on transportation on everything you know the population determines how many resources we have uh, the consumption of those resources and the supply and demand factors of those resources and the resources, as we know, are mainly non-renewable gases like coal and, and natural gas and petrol. So I think geography, very much when I say I study geography, people will say, oh, so you want to be a geography teacher? There's no real like uh, qualification in a geography degree. But if people actually took the time and the effort to delve deeper into geography and the urban planning of that, they would really understand that actually geography looks at every aspect of the world and how damaging people are to the planet. And it looks at the solutions to help combat that. And for me, I think that my possibilities in the terms of careers is so large that I don't know what right now what I want to study and what I want to do as a career, sorry. 
But all I know is that this topic and this subject that I've chosen is probably the best to help me create a big difference in the world, particularly around um, renewable energies. I do feel myself being drawn towards the engineering of renewable energies in the future. I love that. And it's uh, also funny that, that I would never think that someone studying geography and urban planning would would actually be employed in a renewable energy sector. But as you mentioned, it's so broad. And also the, envir- the environmental aspect of that is so broad because people might not realize that even physics, for example, for me, can can contribute to, to solving the environmental issues remarkably. For example, as well as you mentioned with the renew- renewable energies, with some innovations in terms of the space sector, with some innovations in the material sciences. There are so many areas of interest for all the different majors basically everyone can can do something to help the environment and it's great that that people are approaching it from all the uh, various points of view rather than just saying okay trees or as you as you said okay just uh, recycling or something like that it, it's great to to have this holistic approach by the way speaking of holistic approach i think there is there might be this negative idea in the community that uh, one thing can solve all our problems for example if uh, if a person chooses to to withdraw using plastic plastic straws, then that's a great step. 100% is a great step toward being more sustainable. However, it doesn't solve all the issues because plastic is just one facet of the environmental crisis, and there are many more facets. How do you think? How do you view this this environmental crisis as a whole? Do you think there is one specific answer to everything, or do you think people should rather? focus on on various topics the various aspects because it's also hard right, for, an, for an individual to try to combat plastic and and littering in general and then co2 emissions and then uh, trees and stuff like that there's it's, it can be quite overwhelming 100 i agree it's very overwhelming and this is why i believe that the ethos of rethink and shift eco is so important you know, with the small changes make big differences. There is no need for people to change their entire lifestyles overnight. It will never work because there's too much that people rely on. You know, even me, I, you know, I have, uh, I use things that aren't necessarily great for the environment, but it's not about that. It's about being conscious of the usage. So like, as long as you understand the harms that you're having and the effects that you have by using certain things such as petrol cars, then and you understand that and you are making in, an effort to try to reduce in other areas, then there's no need to change your whole entire lifestyle. It's completely impossible unless you've been doing it since birth. Um, you know, some people, they are able to do that. And, you know, hats off to them. It's a, it's a great thing that you're able to do that. But for the rest of the population, it can be very difficult. And as you say, very overwhelming. And I think it's just important for people to focus on one thing. And once they have one thing done, then it becomes a snowball effect and they start being more conscientious of other aspects of environmentalism. So if you start by just, you know, uh, what's the word? separating your garbage into recyclables and non-recyclables that's a great first step then after that when you feel like you can fit it into your lifestyle you can make more changes no matter how small or anything it's very important not to invalidate people's changes because every change is valid no matter how small or big we should not be invalidating people uh, and comparing people's uh, triumphs when it comes to environmentalism because any triumph is a triumph, no matter how big or small, in my opinion, anyway. 
speaking of small changes, for example, for me, I really dislike the idea of how much plastic we get in the canteen. So one of the first things I did, I bought this bamboo cutlery set and a regular plate and a regular bowl. So every time I go to the cafeteria to get lunch or to get dinner, I bring those with me so they can fill the food directly in there. And not only that, I also bought these reusable boxes. So anytime I want to get some takeaway, I usually tell them to, to fill those boxes in for me. And this makes me not only feel very well, it also gives me this momentum to go further and to make more sustainable steps. So is there something similar for you, some reminder or something that gives you this momentum? I mean, uh, being back in England uh, and seeing the countryside and the nature and everything that surrounds us, it, it genuinely brings me back to my core about why do little changes, you know, why be motivated and seeing the wildlife here, it's it's really motiv motivated me even more lately. Um, and I've realized that here, whilst I'm here, I'm trying even harder subconsciously. I'm not even necessarily paying attention to the fact that I'm trying. So for example, um, I, I did this in the UAE, but not so much because sometimes it's very difficult. Uh, I would, I always carry my reusable bags. I just bought a turtle bag uh, that's made from recyclables uh, the other day, actually, and recyclable uh, masks made from recycled materials. And I have been going to charity shops for my clothes and thrift shops for sustainable ways to have you know a new wardrobe because there's no need to endorse these huge corporations such as uh h&m or new look that don't use sustainable methods to to get their clothes i mean i know even the big corporations are trying harder now they have sustainable lines um but it's just it's really nice to to give back and to use sustainable methods of disposing of certain things like clothes and of gaining certain things like clothes. Um, so definitely that. And also, uh, it's not in the UAE, surprisingly enough, but in the UK, when you use a reusable uh, coffee cup, you get a discount on your coffee order. So I have my Rethink Collapsible coffee cup with me at all times so that I can get a coffee and get a discount on it. And the same with the bottle. I use the refill uh, app that's it's used globally, actually. And there's a few uh, shops in the UK that are registered with refill. So when I want some water, I'll give them my uh, collapsible bottle and I'll get it filled up for free. Um, so, yeah, there's here. It's much easier, I've realized. And I'm getting into the swing of it again. And I'm hoping that by using these sustainable methods now, once I go back to the UAE, I'll be able to reinforce it within my psyche a bit easier than just saying, oh, it's the UAE, I can't do it. Yeah, that's great. I would love to see more refill stations here in the UAE. That's actually something I never really got to experience in Prague because I had a large glass barrel at home. But here I have to buy these big 1.5 liters water bottles from plastic, unfortunately. And I always feel guilty about that. So that's something I'm definitely looking forward to in the future. However, we are running out of time. So I'd like to ask you final two questions. The first being, if you had to recommend one simple life hack or tip to our listeners when they want to switch to a more sustainable and eco-friendly lifestyle, what would that be? Um, well, there's multiple tiny little things that you wouldn't think make a difference, but make a huge difference. I think some things that I would uh, suggest to the listeners, and it's going to sound so ridiculous and people are going to be like, what does she mean? When you're brushing your teeth, you don't need the tap to be running the whole time 
too many people leave their tap running the whole time just turn it off and then turn it back on that's one thing I would say because water is consumed at such a high rate and people are so oblivious to how much water is wasted just by doing something as simple as that um, and definitely I would say invest in uh, portable cups portable cups portable straws these kinds of things because they're so easy to fit in your bag and they're so easy to carry around and they make a huge difference because the amount of plastic that is produced for the coffee cups or for water bottles single-use plastic is just astronomical and it's shocking how much that impacts the environment so I think for the listeners, all I have to say is be conscientious about what you're doing. Every time you do something, think what kind of effect is this going to have? Research it, watch documentaries. If you want to care, you have the ability to care. It's something that you have to want. It's something that you have to create in your own psyche, and your own mindset. It can't be handed to you on a platter. Uh, so I would say just become more conscientious. I love that. I also love how you mentioned the running tap. That's that's been a, a trend for I think the past many years that people leave their taps on. And I never understood that. Like, why do you keep your tap on when you're just brushing your teeth? You don't use the water for nothing. So why do you leave it on? And people don't realize that. But I think if they actually measured how much water they consume when they leave their tap on for the two minutes that they brush their teeth, I think that's that's enormous. For me, the recommendation would probably be to just take action, be it buying the, your own grocery bag or buying your own, as you said, uh, reusable bottles. It can be anything, just take action and you will gain momentum. And from there, it will just snowball and it will be better, I hope. So final call to action. What, uh, where can people may maybe support your community if there is such a way or, or if there's anything else you would like to, to tell the listeners? So if you want to support the environmental committee, the main things that you have to do is follow us on Instagram. It's uh, suad.esc, I believe. And just keep your eye out. If we send you a survey, just know it's for a reason. If we post something, it's for a reason. If there's a webinar, there's a reason behind it. These things are well thought out. They're well planned and they take a while to plan. Uh, there's some events that we have um, in our brains that we're brainstorming and I'm trying to get some things for the environmental committee planned. Just know that a lot of thought goes into everything the student council does. A lot of thought goes into planning these events for students. And so it's really important that you just try to support as little as that may be, uh, just even if it's just with a repost. So just keep your eye out for the environmental committee post. And if you have any ideas, or if you have any webinars or anything like that that you would like to suggest to the environmental committee, you just have to email the student council. Even if you're not a member of the, uh, if even if you're not a student at Sabon, if you have an idea for us, email it to, uh, to, to us or DM us on Instagram and we will try our best to initiate that. We will do that. And we're also looking forward to all the events that you have in mind. Thank you so much, Blythe. Thank you for coming. It was a pleasure talking with you. Thank you. I've really enjoyed it. And thank you for having me on your podcast.